Radio Highlight on Soul Roots Radio. It's the usual selection of international good grooves. Taking in a Latin section, Seven Inches of Heaven, Covered with Love, Bit of Charity Shop Vinyl. interview with the unique voice and lovely person that is Miriam Solomon talking about her creative process her musical identity marking the two-year anniversary of the release of her romance EP yeah so that's coming up soon
course, of course, this is a cover of the Camille Yabra tune, Praise You, which Fatboy Slim did such a good job of, turning it into a big beat classic. This is by Junior Dell and the D-Lights, contemporary, though sounding very old school roots reggae, out on Original Gravity.
Radio. Gold Roots Radio. Yes, something even more sexy than Rod. That was Do You Think I'm Sexy by Cumbia. Moderna de Soledad. Contemporary tune out on Vampy Soul. And now we're going for a bit of Nueva Bossa Nova.
yes, this has certainly got a groove. We're deep in East African territory, or at least where East Africa meets the UK. It is an amazing collaboration between one of my all-time musical heroes, Malato Astatke, and UK jazz innovators, the Heliocentrics, and the tune's called Malatu. You can pick it up on their Inspiration, Infora- Inspiration Information LP out on Strut from 2009 if you can get your mouth around the words. And yeah, before it, it was another musical hero, Marcos Vallier, who I very was very fortunate to see at We Out Here Festival in the summer. That was a tune called Bahia Blue, Another jazzy one, lovely, from 1988 LP, Nova Bossa Nova on Far Out, which means new bossa new. Great tune. It was a new discovery for me. That album actually, funny, missed, I missed it, passed me by, but I've just recently discovered it and really loving it. Soul Roots Radio. You'll recognise this tune. George Benson with Bobby Wilmax Breezing. And coming up very soon, we've got that interview with Miriam Solomon. But enjoy this lovely jazzy journey.
one about that for guitar playing, George Benson on Breezing. It's flipping good because it's a B-side and it's also a dog-eared delight because it's a bit of charity shop vinyl. Yeah, it's the B-side to the 12-inch of his massive hit, Give Me The Night. Uh, those in the know know that there's so much more to George Benson than that one hit, although that is a great hit. Um, but a real jazz uh, maestro demonstrating that here on this track.
You're listening to Radio High Life on Soul Roots Radio. That last tune was a 7 Inches of Heaven, so it's a 45 RPM. Digging back into or digging into the vinyl, I love my 45, 7-inch, 45 RPM singles. That was a recent discovery. Uh, picked it up in the really amazing Atlantis Records, top of Mare Street, just by Clapton. Uh, worth going in there. This was such a, a great find. It's called Cave Band by Aris Taviolazzi and the Paul Dark Orchestra. And it says it's from the 20th century Fox motion picture Star Wars, although I don't really recall that from the Star Wars soundtrack. But there you go. Great jazzy tune, that one. And nice find. Thanks, lovely guys in Atlantis. And as promised, we are now going to go into the interview with Miriam Solomon. Managed to catch up with Miriam just over a week ago. I had a really nice chat. And she shared some of her music, talked about her creative process, and shared some tunes from artists that she's inspired by. That's about the next 40 minutes of the show. It's going to be that interview with Miriam. Hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed having the conversation with Miriam. So, hi, Miriam. Thanks so much for joining me. It's really great <laughs> to have you on the Radio Highlight Show. Oh, thank you, Doug. This is really nice to be here. As you know, I've been really looking forward or really looking for an opportunity to have this conversation. And I noticed that it's the two-year anniversary of the romance mm. EP that you put out in October 2021. Um, so I've got a few questions. That EP made a big impression on me. I played it on my show when it came out. It's enigmatic, it's intimate, it's dreamlike, it's very tangible, but at the same time, there's something that you can't quite grasp in it. Speaks of the subconscious, there's layers of texture of sound, polyphonic vocals, harmonising vocals, percussive vocals. There's so much going on, I really, really like it. I'd, I'd be interested to hear from you a bit about the concept and ideas that inspired that quartet of songs, and, and what are they communicating for you through through the lyrics and the music? Hmm. First of all, thank you, Douglas. I, that was so. That's such a, a considerate and and thoughtful um, like analysis of the music. It's like it's very it's very touching. Thank you so much. Um, I've always approached everything with, I guess, an, an air of like playfulness and also not knowing. And in that, you know, I feel like the music is sort of stretching or trying to reach something that you're also trying to make sense of and figure out um and I also think it's for the listener to figure out what it means what it means to them but I I've always um yeah I didn't really have <laughs> I didn't really have much of a big sort of idea about it I think the other two records that I've done um were sort of about finishing pieces of music or, or songs that I had and and with this one I just had some ideas that I wanted to develop and I thought it'd be nice to just have a go at it. And I guess when you wear different hats and you're different in your personal life and your other professional lives, to make something in my name feels like this really, really precious thing. And and I just kind of let myself explore whatever it is that I fancy exploring. And there's no, like, if someone hears it, then that's really nice. And that's kind of, that's the only agenda that I have. And that's not something that a label ever wants to hear or that a promoter ever wants to hear. But if I make something and I'm happy and proud of it and it resonates with other people, then that's that's kind of my end goal. There's a great honesty to that. And, and you know, the, that connection to 
making music being a process rather than a product you know in a very personal process yeah and I think that I think that is reflected strongly in the work and I think the title romance is good because they you know I almost said oh it's quite a romantic sounding EP but then that's almost <laughs> a bit sort of self-fulfilling prof- prophecy but uh, I, I, I do it does I do feel a romance in it um, maybe mm. a romance with oneself around creative process yeah I just that that title was um was really funny because I, I remember I told a friend oh I finished this this EP and they're like oh what's it called romance and I go wow that's a it's a heavy title <laughs> and uh for me it was just a play of words about Romans as in like the Roman Empire and Romans and then romance and then you know languages that were spoken by the Romans are called romance languages as well so that's you know Italian French Spanish Portuguese and so it was sort of just like playing on that um but with the title track it was it was about trying to make sense of something that felt a bit dangerous but that kind of drunkenness that you get from being in love or romantic love where you're kind of throwing yourself into something that feels good and you can be kind of high off of that and then trying to like make sense of it and um and that that's sort of what romance felt for me it was sort of it felt like this um uh it, it just felt like this sort of folk tale and but also this with this like l- this layered meaning to it saying oh but be a bit careful uh and that kind of you and that's sort of what you might experience a romantic love you can be drunk of this sort of dream-like infatuation but you've got to be a little bit careful as well um and i kind of li- i like playing with words i kind of like that I like that there's scope for things to mean something else.
they feel like they they take on a little journey and i like what you were saying there about you know kind of the first one you know it's called pushing the tide and the you know it was you were stretching yourself a bit and then you yeah. kind of land into the romance but there's still a there's still an edge to it um yeah. but there's a they're they're enigmatic as well you know they mm. they leave plenty of space for the listener to make their own meaning mm. I, yeah I, I totally i hear that it it just becomes this process that you get to go through and that you get to do and i i I sort of I talk about the music, but I don't really feel like it's even mine. I just feel like I'm serving something, and it's like when you're cooking and you go, "Something needs to change, or what needs to change? Do we need more salt? Do we need more lemon? What's happening here?" And, and I just sort of feel like that's with that with those songs. It's, it's, I'm just trying to make, I'm just trying to serve them, and maybe it needs space here. Maybe the listener needs to land a bit, or or something happens, and you go, oh, "That's really interesting. Let's stay with this for a little bit." <laughs> Yeah, that comes through. Um, and so you, you wrote the songs, you sing the songs, you sing on the EP. Tell me a little bit about that process of creating it, making it and and producing it and who you worked with. Yeah, I worked with them. Um, I worked on them with a brilliant producer called Ben Mark. Um, and that's his sort of production alias. But he's also known as Neil Charles. And he's a, an incredible producer, bass player. And he uh, is classically trained and um you know, in, in sort of in his other, when he wears his other hats, he's played with, you know, Mulatu and Jose James and even Tina Turner. And, and but he's equally as comfortable in jazz um, and in hip hop and in electronic music. And we've been friends for, I don't know, 10, 12 years. Um, and we worked together on my previous EP as well. And when I sort of said, okay, I think I want to do another EP, I, I called him and I said, you know, would you be up for working on this? And I just said, you know, let's, let's make something beautiful. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. And I, we, we sort of, um, we kind of got together. It was really sweet. We got together and we just played each other music that we've been listening to as a kind of, um, to sort of set the scene. So what are you, what are you into? Where's, where are you going? How are you approaching this? What does this make you feel? And it's, it was sort of about understanding each other's musical language. And then I, I brought these ideas and then we sort of just, develop them together um and we we recorded everything together apart from romance where we had Alina Bazinska on harp um who joined us and even that was a really fun process because we'd been working on it and and then he said oh, I think you I think it'd be really nice to have some harp on this and I I don't know that I was really convinced I was like oh okay I don't know if I can hear it and um and we invited Alina to come in and she was, she thinks she was going to Australia or something. She was like, okay, I've got like an hour. So she came in and we gave her the bass line and just the rhythm. And we said, just sort of improvise on it, around it. Uh, and she did for 20 minutes. And then we went home individually and we listened to those 20 minutes. And then we picked out different sections that we liked. So I said, oh, you know, I really like from six minutes to 6.28. And, and there were loads of things that we agreed on. And then the second phase of that was saying, I think this section would go really well under the verse or this section might go under the chorus. And then that just sort of shaped what the sound like as well. We're like, oh, because then it was about the interaction. I'm like, that's really interesting how this happens here or that happens there. Um, and then we just put it together. And I remember we sent it to her and she was like, did I play that? We're like, well, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> so it's just been this uh, kind of exploratory process for us as well um we like we played all the percussion together and like we found um 
uh, we found a bin in the hallway and we said that's got quite a nice warm sound so we brought it in and then we took turns playing on that. I, you know, I, I love the, the the playfulness in that uh, and the spontaneity lightness you know like mm. the, the the heart being laid down so quickly um, you know the first take being not just the one that's the best it's the only one but then yeah <laughs> but that really works you know and then then allowing yourselves to 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 play with that as a p- part of the palette of sounds mm. um into the into the overall mix um but the harp is very is, is great on that second track i like it's it amazing. a lot
you featured on Hugh Mark Bennett's album. Yeah, yeah, the last album. Uh, and we're also we played together in a in a, a trio. Um, but yeah, we did that. Those songs are so funny because we did those songs like pre-pandemic, and there's lo- it's, it's always really interesting when you record things and they come out at a different time and they feel completely different again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hugh and I we've known each other for a long time, and we we used to live together in the same co-op, and it's there's loads of like cross collaboration amongst all the all the pals. I can imagine, yeah. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's a very interesting and exciting time for music in mm. the UK, I think. And that, you know, that speaking of that kind of lots of different influences coming in and people playing and coming together and trying stuff and being on each other's albums or EPs or playing a role yeah. as a producer. Yeah, that's very nice. I, it, for me, as somebody who's kind of, uh, you know, curating and putting together radio shows, uh, it's a real delight <laughs> to be able to dip into that and follow little threads of, 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 of individual creators or producers and see where who they've been working with and, and what's mm. come out of that.
coming back to you, um, yeah, I'm I'm really interested in this idea of musical identities. It comes into my work a lot, and personally, I'm attached to it. You know, and how these are sort of how these communicate and are shaped by our stories, our lived experiences, our life experiences, our life journeys. Um, there's such a, a powerful reflection of who we are as individuals and the context we're within and the people we're exposed to and experiences we're exposed to. And they're so valuable. I think they're yeah. so valuable. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I see in musicians that I work with is how, uh, you know, musicians spend a lot of their time focusing on that. So mm. they get really developed. Their musical identities mm. get really developed and become um, quite a profound part of who they are. Um, mm. Not that there's a you know a hierarchy in that. It's just something that mm. because they get that time to do it. So I'm interested in in how you describe your musical identity and 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 what shaped that and what's brought it to where it is now. Mm. That's such a good question. That's such a good question. And I you know I'm. I'm equally as interested and fascinated and I I love going to a gig or listening to a piece of music and and I and I just want to hear that person like I want to understand their references I think that's what's so interesting and so fun to get to to see where where someone is coming from or, or how they're thinking about things or how they're approaching music and I I guess musical identity is so much an extension of your own personal identity of your own language and how you see the world or how you live within the world. And I, I, like when I, when I think of it, I think of all the different ways that I approach music are so kind of um, a part of how I've sort of been living in London. I remember living in this tiny flat and not having a closet and I had a bookshelf and I thought, okay, well, this has to be the closet then. And then figuring out how, where I was going to put my things and moving them around, but at the same time, not feeling overwhelmed by it. So how could I condense this? Or how could I, you know, how could you make, how could you make something work in a different setting? Or how can you make things fit and still um, sort of feed you? And I guess I feel like that with music as well, or even just how I approach music. It's, I like working with building blocks. I like the idea of trying to say a lot with very little and how can you, how can you change things? How can, if you move something, will it feel different? And I, and I even like when I, even like I like listening to music in different settings and seeing where it sits in my body or like how, how does this change or, or I'll play, you know, I'll, I'll look at like um, a contemporary dance on YouTube and I'll mute the audio and I'll play something else and I'll see, oh, that's interesting how that body moves or could that, could the bass move like that or, you know, how does that feel? And, and um, and all of that you know that's the same that's the same approach to uh, so that's the same approach that I have when I'm organizing my closet or I'm trying to make a meal out of three ingredients like <laughs> I just I think of music I think of music in the same way and and I think of space in the same way uh, of how that just gives you a bit of room to breathe and how things land and how things can be said without being said you know um, you know like the space in between notes or whatever it is that you say it's there's so much in there and and um like one of my heroes is Michelle and Cello and she just has like 30 years worth of music and they're always different and and she's constantly exploring she's constantly growing she's constantly developing but you always hear her through it you always hear it through her bass lines or her voice or her 
approach, there's there's the sensitivity to everything that she does and there is space in it. And I find that so inspiring. I just find it so inspiring to really hear someone through their music and still see that they have this sort of the appetite for growth or the appetite for learning or becoming or developing. Um, and those are the things that really inspire me. And um, that's a uh, that's great to hear her name. Um, would you? Is there any kind of starting point track that you would recommend, or track that you really feel attached to that you would say? Because not necessarily everyone listening will know her work. Mm, I well, actually, if we were to pick one song, and it's definitely not representative, but one that I really enjoy, it's called "Come It Come to Me." And it's just this one phrase that keeps going throughout the track and it keeps changing and it keeps moving. And I find it really sort of, uh, it's just a really fun approach uh, of just trying to, using one thing that keeps changing, keeps moving, keeps saying different things. Come to me, come to me, 
ties back to that idea of saying a lot with very little yeah doesn't it um, yeah which is you know it's the the, the the title of the final track on the on the ep isn't it, so it, it yeah takes us back to that um and um any, any other artists you, you would sort of feel that you would uh consider as influences or people that are kind of important in your in the development of your musical identity or your musical journey mm. um there's an artist called Eau Claire uh, and we're good friends now but I first discovered her in maybe 2013 2014 and there's a track in particular called Mercy Mercy Me um, Marvin Gaye reference but not Mar- but not Marvin Gaye <laughs> but Mercy as in C um, and she's just she does really interesting things using the voice and um, I, I remember I was living in Copenhagen and I remember hearing it and I thought, oh, this is brilliant. This is just really exciting and really exciting and fun way, fun way of using the voice. When there's something inside Sort of alternative pop and it have you ever just heard music that you just get quite excited about you just sort of like you feel yeah all the you just time feel quite excited <laughs> yeah it's such a it's such a lovely i mean there's of course, this music we think oh this is really beautiful i'm really into this and this is really groovy but sometimes you hear pieces of music you're like oh i'm quite excited <laughs> i'm quite excited about this um and and in a way that was kind of the reason why i moved back because i just felt oh, there's so much there's there's so much more and I want to be part of it.
there's just so much more and I wanted to be part of it and I and I and I felt very inspired um, by that piece of music I felt um, especially just around using the voice because I it's sort of tying back to the thing about musical identity I can could have very easily be labeled sort of a singer a singer-songwriter and I've never felt like any of that was applicable I just felt like I I I love what the voice does I love I love the textures. I love what the voice can do. I love singing in groups. I love the voice as an instrument, and that's what I enjoy exploring, as opposed to sort of necessarily doing, you know, top lines and melodies. Like, I just really like bass, to be honest. <laughs> I just like singing low notes and, and you, holding down things. <laughs> well, you've got a very distinct, distinctive voice, that's for sure. Um, but going back to that point, you know, you know, I'm constantly looking for music that excites me, and you know, mm. that's been a theme right the way through my life, I suppose. Mm. Um, you know, you mentioned Mulatu earlier in the conversation, mm. and you know, the first time I heard Mulatu, um, I was in Honest John's in Notting Hill, and they were playing mm. a reissue uh, of one of his albums, or an album that he featured on, I should say. Mm. And uh, you know, the excitement of that moment was physical. You know, mm. like I've never heard anything like it. And so I'm always looking for that mm. um, in the music mm. that I'm listening to. Um, so, y- you know, you talk about how important the voice is to you. I know you're involved in other projects. been in mm. Deep Throat Choir, I think that's right. Yeah. You're part of that. Yeah. Um, what, what, are you, what have you got coming up creatively? What's going on for you creatively at the moment? Um, things you're involved with? Um, anything you'd like to sort of share? Yeah, there's a we have a few di- well, there's a few things. So I've got a gig on the fourth of October, which is next week, um, at Pizza Express, uh, and it's with the trio, and then and uh, with uh, an artist called Gigi Williams as well playing, and then in November we're doing um like an album showcase as part of the London Jazz Festival, and that's on let me see minutes. I think it's on the fourteenth of November. And then on the same week, on the 16th, um, it's not confirmed yet, but it's a support slot and it's for someone that I also really, really like. So I'm quite excited about that. Um, and then we're doing a project with Deep Throat and F Choir. Um, and we're uh, doing arrangements of songs from the Greenham Common Book. And it's part of a exhibition at the Barbican called We Sisters. And it's around gender and ecology. And we'll be singing um, in the exhibition space. And that's on the 20th. 3rd of November. Those are kind of the things that are coming up before. Quite, quite a busy time then with, with, live, with live work. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll look out for, for the, for the um, what it is on the 16th that you can't quite mention. Yet, yeah. It's not, quite, quite, <laughs> it's but, not confirmed. <laughs> yeah. But we'll look out for that. But the, the Pizza Express, 4th of October and um, November the 14th, the album show. Those are confirmed. Yeah. Where, where, yeah. Where's the album show happening? It's at the Fox and Frick in, in oh. Lewisham. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, excellent. So some dates for the diary there. Yeah. Um, and it, lovely to hear you mention Greenham Common. My mother was at Greenham Common. Was um, she? And my sister, oh. yeah. Um, <gasps> Tell them to way, come. Way, way back. Well, sadly, my mother's passed away. Oh, um, yeah, she was a she was a pioneering feminist, was my mum um but um she would she would love to know that there's kind of still uh life in the creativity that was part of that movement at that time mm. uh, she was a singer so she was very attached to music as a 
form of expression. So she'd love to know that that's happening. Um, Beautiful. Miriam, thanks so much for finding the time to talk. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Thank you for having me. Likewise, Douglas. I really enjoyed it. And as I said, it's been, you know, wanted, I remember sitting, chatting to you over a beer about it maybe a couple of years ago when we were both <laughs> leaving Drake and it's been there for me. So it's really nice to make that happen. Um, and have a great trip, Sweden. Thank you. Take care. Thanks so much for Take making care. the time to do this. Thank you. Ciao. See you. Bye-bye. Radio. So yes, this is uh, DJ Doug on Radio High Life on Soul Roots Radio. Um, that was a gorgeous interview there with Miriam Solomon. Uh, so lovely to speak to you, Miriam, and such a warm and friendly conversation. And so great to hear about your work and you sharing those tunes. So in that interview, we had a lovely uh, sprinkling of the songs from Miriam's Romance EP that came out October two years ago. Uh, 21 you can still pick that up on Bandcamp, so you must do so um you had an earful of the beauty of it the first tune we had was pushing the tide um the second tune was called romance then we went into a tune that um miriam featured on on uh the hugh mark bennett's first lp um called tresillian bay so that tune was called risk of a new age with miriam on vocals beautiful tune whole album is great actually of that 
Then we had Michelle and Ducicello with Comet Come To Me. That's a new discovery for me, Miriam. Thanks. I love that. Really good. And although I know, know her work, I obviously don't know the depth and breadth and width and gorgeousness of it all. Mercy, Mercy Me from Eau Claire. That is completely new. That artist is new to me and that tune. And I've got a lot of listening to get into there. And finally, to say it all with very little, the final track from Miriam's EP, which kind of um, resonated through that interview, really, about how Miriam's creative process um, is very light and playful and in the moment. And um, that comes through in your work, Miriam. So real pleasure speaking to you and lovely to hear those tunes again. Going to push on um, with Radio Highlife for another sort of 50 minutes or so through to 2 o'clock when Don Pablo's coming in with his awesome rhythms. But now we're going to have another cover version. You will recognise this. As round the sun the earth no she's revolving Oh, 
what about what about that? That is an awesome cover of uh, Stevie Wonder's masterpiece, or from his masterpiece, Songs from a Key of Life. The tune as um, such a great album from 1976. But that is a really good cover from uh, the Family Tree. It came out in 1979, and that has just been reissued on a Mr. Bongo compilation. Um, with Love Volume 2, compiled by Mish. So a really good opportunity to hear that um, and get a copy of that digitally. I expect that's rather expensive on vinyl, on Discogs. Um, but if you're lucky enough to be able to get that, then do. That's absolutely awesome tune. Love it. Um, very, very upbeat version of it. Joyful. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm really happy to share that. And yeah, live radio. Isn't it amazing? I love it so much. And I love being part of the Soul Roots Radio family and I love making Radio High Life. And the beauty of live radio was really brought home to me this week, actually, um, with a really amazing experience. I listened to Colleen Cosmo Murphy's Balearic Breakfast, which goes out every week, um, Tuesday mornings. That's amazing. Uh, on her Mixcloud and Twitch TV. And I joined in on the Discord chat. And there was a lovely conversation going on about kind of music and your health and how, what it does for your health and I joined in and Arta who runs the Balearic Breakfast blog reached out and said oh you know tell us a little bit about your work because I work for an outfit called Live Music Now which is very much a music health well-being and social impact organization and we had a chat and put together a little blog piece which is now up on the Balearic Breakfast Breakfast blog site so big thank you to Arta and all the Balearic Breakfast family for welcoming me in to that family with such a warm embrace and for featuring me and for the interest in the work of live music now. Anyway, pushing on with the tunes. Yeah. 
game from that Otida LP on Hot Casa Records, named after uh, an analogue recording studio in Togo, uh, where they recorded the music. It's got a real throwback, vintage sound, beautiful groove. Uh, the guy behind Vaudu game is Peter Solo. came out in 2018, it sounds like something from the late 70s, early 80s. Before this tune, you had another gorgeous piece of music um, from West Africa, from Ghana, from 1984. It was Slim Young Otuhunu. That is available on the Guts Straight From The Decks compilation uh, on Heavenly Sweetness. You can pick that up on Bandcamp. Very expensive on Discogs. In fact, I actually couldn't find it for sale at all on Discogs. Yep, you're listening to Radio High Life with Douglas Noble on Soul Roots Radio. Soul, soul, soul. Roots, roots, roots. Soul, soul, roots, roots. Radio. Greetings to all record enthusiasts. While you are playing this test recording, please seat yourself in a position between the two loudspeakers at the same distance from each. The distance from your seat to each of the loudspeakers should be about the same as that from one loudspeaker to the other. Soul,
very much in Antilles territory here on Radio High Life with DJ Doug on Soul Roots Radio. This is Banzawa from Jason F. Destraou, who's a singer, musician and arranger uh, from France, um, originally from Guadeloupe. This is another one that I picked up in Atlantis Records in Hackney, very reasonably priced. Beautiful album all the way through, got a nice 80s feel to it, but that excellent kind of Antilles authentic Marmot, 
où j'avais la phobie des gros mots Et si je pensais merde tout bas, je ne le disais pas Mais aujourd'hui que mon gagne-pain, c'est de parler comme un turlupin Je ne pense plus merde partie, mais je le dis Afin d'amuser la galerie, je crache des gauloiseries Et de pleine bouche des mots crus, tout à fait incongru En me retrouvant seul sous mon toit, dans ma psyché je me montre du doigt Et me crie, va te faire, me voir chez les grecs De fesses et promet ferme au marabout de les mettre tabou, mais craignant si je n'en parle plus de finir à l'armée du salut. Je remets bientôt sur le tapis les fesses impies. Ma fameuse voix dit en passant d'un naturel concupissant qu'il incite à se coucher nu sur le premier venu. M'est-il permis, soyons sincères, d'en parler au café-concert sans dire qu'elle a su aigu la fait au cul. Peut-être la croix d'honneur à chanter avec des corums L'amour qui mène d'arôme Mon ange me dit tu le tutu Chanter l'amour c'est défendu Ciné clos pas sur le destin D'une Is feeling French Caribbean. That was Pat Cala et Le Super Major, Le Pornographe, which is a George Brasson cover out on Heavenly Sweetness. Not sure when that came out, but it's got a nice light Caribbean feel to that one. And now we are going back to West Africa. <laughs> Fantala kanu keni wo kanu madia sodi bidibi wo sobadibi
what a tune. Sammy Ben Redjab of Analog Africa does it again. It's Leon Keita out of Mali uh, with Diarabamana. Just out on Analog Africa. Pick it up on Bandcamp now. You know you want to. It's gorgeous. Africa, uh, beautifully produced. It's a reissue from the 1980s. Uh, Sami Ben Rajab digs deep, finds the amazing tunes. Um, beautiful cover on the vinyl version, uh, hand screen printed, I believe. Um, so yeah, go to Bandcamp, Analog Africa, check out that new release, Leon Cater. Um, he was the founder of the Mali Rail Mali Rail Band, so you know that brought forth so many amazing artists uh, in its time. You're listening to Radio High Life. We're into the last kind of 12 minutes or so. Um, I'm DJ Doug. It's Soul Roots Radio. Thanks so much for listening in. Thanks so much to, for, to Soul Roots Radio and all the lovely people there who make this happen. It's great to be part of the family. I'm going to play out with a few Latin tunes, uh, a bit of a Latin section. This one's contemporary, but it's got a really old school sound. Uh-huh. Every day I see you walking down my street And I wonder who you're gonna meet uh-huh. And every time you pass me by 
she cooked me them things and rice. She put that fat back in the pot. My fat back mama, she'll cook me a lot. music so that was a bit of a latin section here on radio high life uh that last tune was fat back from mongo santa maria from his explosion lp um so a bit of latin soul really that one and before that a contemporary boogaloo from original gravity record gravity records luchito with the harlem boogaloo sounding really authentically old school you are listening to radio high life with dj doug it's coming to the end been on Soul Roots Radio for the last couple of hours. Thanks so much for listening in. Massive thank you to Miriam Solomon for joining me for that interview, which I played out. I love these tunes. This show is made with much love to everyone that listens in, friends, family, people who know me, people who don't know me. And I'm going to play out with a tune that I just had sent over to me a little, well, a little while back from Sam Redmore. Um, it's a rework of um, uh, Alafia tune, Asasan. Um, from ACOV, we uh, yeah, we'll play out with that. It's got a nice beat to it. West going back to that West African Antilles feel. Stay safe and much love. Stay locked in. You've got Don Pablo with his rhythms coming straight up at two o'clock and loads of more goodies on Soul Roots Radio for the rest of the day.